0: Welcome to Soma SoulWorks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to Soma SoulWorks Podcast. In the room today, we have Chris. Hi. Sammy.
2: Hey.
1: And hunter Whoa. for the first time <laughs> wonderful just giving us the stinky like what are you
3: doing <laughs> second then, time i was on a long time ago actually oh it was oh okay Talking about family yeah. the
1: family one very nice and this is neil uh just starting off today's conversation on jesus time and what that's like for us at soma games Chris, why did you start Jesus Time?
0: Can I just say, like, what is Jesus time? this name Jesus Time, <laughs> like, I think is so ridiculous. <laughs> but it was like it was almost a joke, like ten years ago. It's just like you got to call it something, and so we just called it Jesus Time, and then it just stuck, and you can't get rid of it. Um, We tried to make it Latin and everything and never, it was never going anywhere. Like Jesus time. Is that where your tempus divum started? Why
2: say
0: tempus divum when you can say Jesus time? (laughs) Jesus (laughs) time. So, so long story short, Jesus time is our weekly time to, on alternating weeks, we either do prayer or we do some kind of a teaching. Um, And it started simply as that, right? So we're going to, and we started as a tithe of our time Mm -hmm. was the idea towards spiritual formation we did it as a crew um and it was on the clock so you got paid for it too um and so that's the core of the idea Mm -hmm.
1: which was slightly shocking when people started listening to like wait wait number one you're doing small group number two everyone's getting paid for it in fact they're invited to it yeah and contractors too and so that was like whoa this company (laughs) this company is different (laughs) that was one of my first thoughts is is like, oh, the teaching I came through um, in YWAM was like, they talk about this idea in business as missions, um, and the companies kind of do some of this. Uh, usually, prayer is the main thing, but like a full-on like small group was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And we're all nerds, too, so that's even nerds. better. Mm. <laughs> so, it's just uh, very relevant, especially to those who are more creative-minded. A lot of the content was kind of out of your experience. Um, you and JB put together this great curriculum that was out of this kind of some of the men's ministry stuff, some of the John Eldred's teachings, obviously lots of other areas. There's always this influence from uh, all over the body of Christ to create these curriculums. But also, the you guys talked a lot to just the creative heart, and I love that, um, to kind of be part of these small groups over the years of Jesus' time.
2: I also enjoyed that it was a lot of just like, we're just going to expose you to the discourse. Like, mm. we're not telling you necessarily like it's just like hey this is a conversation that's out here and most of the time for me growing up in very old-fashioned churches, it was like what do you what do you mean people argue about this what <laughs> what yeah what's the shroud of turin <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i do think that that speaks to, like one of the goals was not to so, so much have a doctrinal dissertation or like like this is what we believe it wasn't that it was let's talk about sort of the wonder and the mm. adventure and the joy and the mystery of Christendom. Because I it, probably like one of the strongest convictions of my life has been, I'm going to, I'm going to out my, uh, my, my probably son-in-law here. <laughs> like He was just <laughs> telling me a story and he basically came up through the church, was raised in the church and youth group. And the way he described it is he got to somewhere around like 13 14 years old and and they were learning things but somewhere in here basically the youth group curriculum stopped growing with him Mm. and so by the time he graduates high school he's really still learning essentially middle school level content and Mm. so he he comes to the conclusion erroneously that there's nothing more to learn that he knows the whole thing and and so then he gets out of out of high school he's on his own he's like that's not enough for me. That's not interesting. I've I've I've, I've outgrown it. Mm-hmm. So I'm ditching church. And so when I started talking to him about things like the epic story and angels and demons and spiritual identities, like all he's like, where? Wait, where is all this? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Where? Like you said, you grew up in the church, man. It's right here, and he'd never seen any of it. Yeah. And uh, and so Jesus' time was also, I think, what you're saying is like, let's just show you all the stuff out there. Did you know there's all this cool stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did not grow up with the concept of spiritual warfare or that like demons were real sort of thing. So it was, or if I did, I didn't get the memo. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I was just not paying attention close enough. But mm. uh, everything was all, you know, like, hey, Jesus, love you, you're saved, yay, woo! Which is, you know, the best part. But also it's like, there's more to the story. Mm. <laughs> something else going on here.
1: Yeah, that's, I think, another part of that you guys are bringing up the key thing that is different in the church, and I grew up Catholic, so have a very different feel. Definitely is church, but it was it was skewed differently. But the church in general, for Christendom, is this teaching of the bigger stories, and so you're getting the the main messages, which is awesome. But the the smaller stories or the really deep discussions don't tend to come up as much um, in 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 many churches. Now there's definitely some that are doing that but especially for the youth group like okay let's go talk about what jail did to right to uh, <laughs> i remember when she did she's like i'm gonna put the pig in his head but why and what was all that and why was it so crazy and all these other areas that just go deep with what are elohim elohim what's that oh that's all the other spiritual beams the what oh yeah did you know about the nephilim and all that what i mean it just gets crazy right. but it's all right there in genesis yeah it's talking about it like There's stuff that God wanted to say. That's why it's in there. It's not hidden. Huh? It's not hidden. It's It's not hidden. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it's also not as forefront in traditional youth groups. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's for those who are coming out of college, now going into workplace. Oh, if you haven't had a good solid Christian college experience that goes down deep into um, kind of all these theological teachings, this is a great place is to come in to a Jesus um, Jesus time small group because, you know, we, we've dived deep into this. It's so neat. You know? That's mm-hmm. the big question.
2: So. I know Hunter wanted to talk about this, but I know that there's all this politics about like like what you can and can't say during your regular Sunday church service, just mm-hmm. because you're trying to keep, you know, people in and interested. So you really only get to talk about the fun, juicy stuff in small groups, mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, sometimes hard to find, sometimes not. I don't know.
0: We're all looking at Hunter now. We're just
3: throwing it at me then. <laughs> oh, well, I know
2: you want to talk about small yeah. groups in general.
3: No, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for small groups in general, and pretty much all of my work history comes from a type of ministry, most recently from church. And so, um, I don't know, I, I... Yeah, I think our Sunday mornings or Sunday mornings in general, when people talk about the church, I think a lot of times they're talking about Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally believe some churches believe differently. Some churches believe like this, that Sunday mornings are kind of supposed to be seeker friendly. Hmm. Some people are already like, oh, seeker friendly. I hate that. (laughs) Um, I think that really like society as general, like it's really an amazing and detrimental thing as well that sunday mornings have become known as like that's when you go to church Mm -hmm. i think it's really good because any unchurched family anybody who has never gone to church in their entire life can get up on a sunday morning and go oh i kind of want to (laughs) drive around and go to any church and they're doing church on a sunday morning i Mm -hmm. don't need to look up their hours or anything or if they're open today it's sunday morning they're open Yeah. (laughs) yeah um it's also really harmful i think for churched individuals who say well Sunday morning was church it's Monday morning now I don't need to do anything need yeah, do anything at all. yeah. Um, and so they restrict all of their learning of their faith to a Sunday morning yeah. and they yeah. stop it there uh, and I think that's what makes small groups so, so powerful and can be so powerful and so when I what I love about Jesus time what I love about the Jesus time that we do in our office one it's not on a Sunday so we're mm-hmm. taking you know our whole spirituality and that entire part of ourselves and moving it outside of a, a place that a lot of people contain it too. Um, and we do dive pretty deep and we talk about, you know, spiritual warfare. We talk about um, just our real lives and how that interacts with our faith. Uh, we talk about things that are more relevant to us, things that wouldn't go over very well on a Sunday morning church because that's a big conversation. That's kind yeah. of one-sided. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's kind of hard to answer questions. So talking about like the Elohim is kind of hard because mm-hmm. some people are going to have questions that can't get answered, you know, because there's 500 people having a question all at once. Yeah, yeah. Um those conversations are just better restricted to small groups in my opinion. Mm, yeah. um, I agree with that. And so really I think the next step for maybe our viewers back home too is like You've heard a little bit about us and like why we love our Jesus time so much. And if you are a person that really is wanting that, desiring that, you want to go deeper. You felt like your um, spiritual education or your faith kind of plateaued in middle school or in high school or whatever. Like, What can you do about that? What do you guys think first? I mean.
0: Honestly, I think the the first thing is like just the exposure that there is more yeah. is a huge first step. And I, and so I don't know how, what you do about that. Like you don't know what you don't know, but once that happens, man, grab onto it, grab onto it. Don't let go. Um, I, I think one of the great joys of my adult life was this awareness that there was so much more, <laughs> so much more than I was originally taught. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got to start somewhere. So it's not, it's not wrong that I was taught what I was taught early on, but the idea that it, once you learn that there's there's a never ending resource of so much excitement and interest in, and it's deep and it's hard and it's fun and it's like there's just so much. So don't let go would be my first recommendation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's definitely rekindled a, a childhood wonder of like there is so much more magic here and to this religion mm. than and that was all just kind of lost as I grew up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like getting that back and being just once again, being just an awe and wonder of like all these, all these things. Um, but also just the permission of I can bring my God to work. What? <laughs> I <laughs> right? can bring him to school. I, I like he isn't relegated to Sunday because I was one of those people who fell into that trap of like, yeah, yeah God day. And like, or uh, maybe it was a couple of God days, like because I mm-hmm. had my Wednesday small groups and this or that. But it was basically like uh, there were church-minded things and there was everything else this is but
3: Jesus time and this is not jesus
0: time. yeah <laughs> but all time is jesus time yeah keep that in your jesus yeah. time it was nice. i know uh, as a company um so i and i wanted to kind of just explain like with regard to the curriculum at, at the beginning um jesus time started with people just bring whatever mm. maybe they had heard that week maybe it was a podcast or a sermon that they heard or whatever and uh and i would say um Back in the day, one of the ways that it started is that we were totally broke and we had <laughs> no work, and there was like tumbleweeds in the office. And so there was like nothing to do. And so we're like, we might as well pray, right? And so that's how I think a lot of people get into it. But that's how it started. This one season, and that was the first time I ever heard Bill Johnson over at Bethel Church, and I'd never heard someone talk like that. I was I was freaking out, like, what? Am I just run into mm-hmm. that was a that was a huge thing. Um, that kind of, and that led me to all kinds of different uh, stories down there. But in the shop, it became, we actually could do this in the workday. Like it was just, it started with like, we got nothing, nothing else to do, might as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it became sort of a habit. And again, like it's this question of cadence of like, we can plan for it and we can actually look forward. And and I can say, hey, Hunter, you're on next week. And Sammy, you're on the week after that. And just bring something, bring whatever you got. And so it was, for a long time, it was very hit and miss. Sometimes we'd sing. Sometimes we'd we'd hear hear something that was lame. Sometimes we'd hear something that was really profound. It just was just very mm. uh, a mix and match, um, which was fine. Um, I think when JB and I started sharing stuff that we'd learned through boot camp, we were kind of just brought the whole boot camp experience to the shop. Yeah. just kind of one at a time. Yeah, um, which led to kind of the the core of like, how could we actually put this in a broader context that brings in more people? Uh, by that I mean more more viewpoints from outside with all respect to John Elders, like other people too, like that'd be great. <laughs> um, and uh, and so that's, that kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. And at this point now we have a, we came into a a pattern where every other week we're doing a teaching and that teaching goes through a two year cycle. Year one is basically what we call invitation. And it's all the wonder of the gospel. Like look at all the cool stuff out there. And then year two is now let's put that into practice and the notion is like let's come back to year 1 after that because if you come in as a on part of a project say you're a contractor you're going to who knows where you're going to jump into the stream but the idea that you come full circle and get all the material and that if you are if you stay around the whole time hopefully within 2 years like you've grown you've matured you've learned something and so you hear each topic in a new way uh, like you've you're you're able to digest it deeper so that's roughly kind of the curriculum that we've got um I just to kind of get it out of there.
2: Hmm.
0: Now we don't know what to say, do we? <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> and if you want to start this <laughs> in your own, yeah.
2: No, I say that in jest, but actually, because we've made this curriculum to be front-facing or out-facing, you know, that anybody can can pick it up. Like, I would encourage, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, if you're in charge of a company, you can easily start one up but if even if you're just working for a company you could take this curriculum and invite some friends or something and be like hey want to start going through this thing yeah you know um if memory serves i think we provide a lot for that yeah um, there's a lot
0: on the tempest diva that's still still out there. there's a little uh those go back quite a ways mm. i mean got quite a library there what hunter started to do more recently is really make those way more digestible. Like I think back in the day when we started Tempestivum, we kind of just throw it out there and see what happens, which was fine. It was better than nothing. Um, But really Hunter's done a great job of frankly making it way more accessible, way more digestible, frankly, more reproducible. Hmm. Um, You know, and that's, that's part of that, the whole purpose there.
3: Yeah. Our main thing that we do now, if you're not aware is that we do make small group curriculum or studies that you can do at the office or just with some friends, maybe a study group or a family or whatever it is. Um, and it actually follows the flow of this podcast. So if you listen to this podcast already, and even if you want something just to do personally and kind of run through some questions that pertain to this a little bit, uh, yeah, we have small group curriculum that goes out every week at the same time this podcast launches. And mm-hmm. it's a great way to continue a conversation that we have every single week Yeah. yeah. Uh, in your own home. And so... I think, I mean, I'm biased because I write it, but <laughs> and I have fun doing it. I think one of the most fun small group things I've ever written was the one on our podcast on NFTs, and <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how do I connect this to Jesus? How do yes. I, you know, make this make sense? And uh, I, yeah, that was a that was a ton of fun. But uh, I like it. I've heard from friends that read it as well, and I think it's easily digestible. It makes. Sense for anybody, even if you're not in the arts and entertainment industry, I think mm. I'm like, um, besides the arts and entertainment industry, since I'm here, right? <laughs> but oh, just... there's a lot of words that I don't understand at all, so a lot of it I'm just translating to people's everyday lives as creators. Mm. I mean, I am a creator, and that's yeah. kind of what our <laughs> mm. <laughs> curriculum is written for: is people who create, which is everyone.
0: And I, we're going to do this probably in the intro, outro too. But I remember that there's a um, basically. We just were working on a um, new, a, a new tagline, I guess, or whatever, and so, yeah. so we came up with—I should say—Hunter came up with this. We hope to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. And there's, we'll do that um, kind of more splashly a little bit later. But what I what I like about how Jesus time started was one, it was a the tithe of our time. I think was mm. cool. But really it came in a place where it built our team together. Right. And I, I don't, I suppose it, that in one way that was the purpose, but I think it happened at a much more personal level than was really, not that this is bad, like like that was an unintended consequence, but in the best possible way, that was a serendipity. Yeah. Um, it kind of brought a lot of people out of their shells. It yeah. created a, a place for us all to talk to each other as spiritual creatures. Um, and and then the idea that like, nothing's off the table. <laughs> um, I we did we've done Jesus times on the Shroud of Turin, on aliens, on ghosts. Like we like everything's I available. Guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're like, yeah, like if Jesus is everywhere, then we can talk about anything. Yeah. Which
1: yeah. is which is a little different than the Sundays, and it also reminds me of what you were saying earlier, Hunter. Is if Sundays a little more broad spectrum, and then you have a small group to jump into to discuss deeper. Or random things. What if you always had a question on something? It's one of the nicest things about a small group besides having some content to go through together to build that relationship, which is so good. And I've seen that very clearly with our own team here. But the other thing is just it's a nice space to ask questions because mm-hmm. it's so crazy when you get to, especially if you're you're actually reading the, the Bible and going through and you're like, I have no idea what this is talking about. Do you have any idea? I don't know. I I need a group, you know, I need some friends yeah. to talk through that. So mm-hmm. it's Ch- important.
2: Oh, sorry. Cause yeah, church to me on Sundays, that's like going to a lecture class. Those are great. Those are fun. They have their place. And then a uh, small groups or Jesus time, that's like going to a workshop, which is also fun and great and has its place. Like, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, vouch for having both. Like, you mm-hmm. know, right. you, why you don't can't have just one, you know, just, just collect <laughs> mm-hmm. them all. Um, but
0: uh kind of have the pokemon reference
2: yeah (laughs) but um yeah just having the place the the camaraderie and the discussion formats like i've always just i'm I'm a social person as are most people i think um you know i like talking with others and and going deeper and having that collaboration of like they say a thing which makes me think of the thing which makes them think of a thing and then like Mm. we end up getting on real weird deep territory that you just can't do if you're just listening to a lecture your brain can only spiral so deep Mm
0: -hmm. Um, let me I want to come back to to the sense of like the modern monasticism and mm -hmm. also in a corporate setting do you all think that this is reproducible in other companies and if so why or why not and is it scalable Mm.
2: so I know we've talked about the part of the modern monasticism is being separated from there there's the mon- the monastery and then there's outside of the monastery you're putting up some walls and i definitely think there are large pretty large monasteries um i definitely think it's reproducible like anywhere you just you build your small group and you you go at it you are you are building your like this is our community and then there's the outside of the community mm. But scalable is something tricky. I don't know where the cap is. I want to say in a a perfect world with certain personality types that are all together, you could probably get really quite large. But this is not a perfect world. This is a broken world. (laughs) And therefore, there will be some cap somewhere of like, all right, at this threshold, we start breaking off and do Mm -hmm. mini monasteries. But like the monasteries did not exist in like, we don't talk to the that monastery like
3: right.
2: you have you have your own place but then you got they your neighbors you visit
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good that's good
3: From my point of view i think it, it really depends on the group that you're with mm-hmm. um with my youth experience eight is usually my number right at about eight it gives people either their permission to i mean really just to check out because they don't need to be seen or heard or talked to um but for a lot of adult groups or more mature youth groups like 12 is a really good number too mm-hmm. so just kind of figuring out what that looks like wait a second
1: 12
0: wait 12 i would say split in half yeah
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> like how big is our jesus time probably in the office normally it falls within eight to 12 yeah day.
1: i
0: think yeah, that's yeah, pretty typical we've had times where it's bigger but then that's actually a problem yeah
3: mm-hmm. it's hard yeah, it just it makes it easier to check out a conversation and mm-hmm. then it's easier to I mean, we were talking about in previous weeks. Pick up your phone and not pay attention anymore. Yeah. And, well, what's the point of showing up to Jesus' time if you're not going to have Jesus' time? If mm-hmm. you're just going to check out? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I guess just one more thing is that I, tangent-ish, because um, I know with our church right now they're they've been really talking about like, hey, we're thinking about doing this thing, which makes absolutely no worldly sense at all to do in this economy. Mm. Um, but they're going to do it anyway because they think God's telling them to do it. And similarly, like, when you think about, especially when you have a small group, and for Chris, I don't know if you have these kinds of concerns, that it's like people can show up to Jesus' time and then be on their phones and not engage. Um, That's a risk. And in this economy, there is a lot of things that say, like, this doesn't make any sort of business sense. Mm. Although I think there are also studies that kind of prove that it makes all kinds of business sense because rested people do much better work but you know there's there's all these things that say this isn't a good idea but it is but it is a good idea uh, because god likes to do things that don't make worldly sense
1: yeah that's good there has been a lot of blessing that comes out of this as well yeah so like the spiritual side tied to the psychological human side there's something there that spiritually that is blessed when you get together, you gather together, you talk about God and just have a conversation with each other. Um, it is something that changes individuals, but it changes the workplace. And it's just awesome.
2: Because we might have to have some a talk some other time about just how actionably and, and tangible it has been having prayer in office and seeing prayer answered in office mm. like, for a of reason, like mm. it's really cool stuff that I just didn't know it's was super possible cool. until I saw it and I'm like holy <laughs> moly yeah but that's a whole can of worms yeah it is
1: yeah all right well that's good thank stuff. you everyone yeah <laughs> lots of good things and we'll dive into maybe those other can of worms another time appreciate everyone's time and thank you for listening to the Somo Somosomers podcast we'll catch you next time
0: Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.